Heard at Sports Radio. Every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports, from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning, 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out, Hale Varsity Roadshow. Tuesday in front of Michigan State, Nebraska, down here at Rosie's 10th and P. You are invited out. Food and drink specials you're going to love. Not too far from PBA. The weather is nice. There is no ice storm. That's a high five. And of course, you're coming in for state basketball for girls action tomorrow. Rosie's a must-stop. Again, boys' action next week will be posted up here between games I have uh, for state basketball. We welcome in a tremendous rider with the Athletic and does an awesome job covering Nebraska. Mitch Sherman joins us at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Mitch, how are we doing? Thanks for the time. I'm good, but I'm hearing you twice. I'm hearing you once and then again about five seconds later. Otherwise, I'm all right. That is not fun. That's uh, my bad. So it should be good now. We're good. <laughs> maybe you'll get this question twice. Uh, Mitch, let me ask you about uh, the weekend that's been for the Riolas. Let's start there. Your reaction to just what, uh, what ensued with uh, the, the Nebraska fan base and their face-to-face with uh, Dylan Riola. Right. Surprise. Surprise visit. Um, surprise to me on on Friday night that that the Royolas landed in Omaha and and then uh, I guess not so much of a surprise then to see them show up at, at Pinnacle Bank Arena, but yeah, that was uh, that was quite a scene, and you know it's something that can't really happen at any of the schools that are recruiting Rayola alongside Nebraska. For one, he's got the connection with his uncle Donovan that gets him in the door in Lincoln and allows him to have some small level of access to the program, even if it's just through one coach. Donovan, of course, has the um, rock-solid pre-existing relationship, no doubt about that one, with Dylan and his family. So no questions from a a compliance standpoint about whether this is is legal for him to come in and and spend time in, in Lincoln with his uncle during a dead period. And then to get the opportunity to go to the game and, and, um, be recognized in the way that he was, I don't think that that's something that, that, that would happen at any other place that's recruiting him. And I think Dylan recognized that on Saturday that, you know, no matter how Nebraska stacks up against Georgia and USC, and obviously it's in a different place with the development of its program, um, there are some things about 
Lincoln and about Nebraska that are unique and, and that stand above all of the other choices that he had. Mitch Sherman's with us here. It's Hale Varsity Radio as uh, we're down at Rosie's downtown Lincoln ahead of Nebraska, Michigan State. And Mitch, whenever you look at this Ryola recruitment, he, he is a star in the city of Lincoln. I think that was proven at the Husker basketball game. I think that was proven following the game down in Canopy Street, taking selfies with fans. Uh, and it really seemed like he, he did enjoy that for the most part but do you think that that's a, a selling point for nebraska or do you think if you put yourself in the the shoes of a guy like dominic rival advising his son or, or just a 17 year old in general do you think that's still the same selling point that it appears to be from the outside the fact that you know what you're going to go there and be a star as opposed to going somewhere else and just be allowed to focus on football yeah it's a selling point i mean i understand kind of what you're getting at Elijah, and you know, you get down the road a couple of years, and and the, the expectations for Dylan Rayola would be sky high at Nebraska. And if he's not a Heisman finalist in his freshman year, there are going to be some people who are disappointed. That's just the nature of it. it he, he would be the highest rated, um, you know, if he stays in the position that he's in now, the highest rated signee in the history of Nebraska football. So, at some level, the expectations would be out of hand and and unrealistic. Um, you could, you know, you can only do so much um, as one player but at this stage of the process and I think all the way up until the point when when and after he makes his college decision you're not necessarily going to see the negative side of those incredible expectations and, you know while Dominic Rayola yes he understands that and he knows all about pressure and the environment and and, and how it can you know, eat people alive to some degree, whether it's in the NFL or at Nebraska, you know, at all levels of, of big-time football. You know, I, that's certainly not something that he's accentuating and, and pointing out. Um, I, I wouldn't imagine with Dylan and, and Dayton, his, his other son, at this point as they go through the recruiting process. You know, I think when you're in his shoes, you expect to be great. And he, he's probably not thinking about the downside of what could happen as a result of uh, of um, you know all that's going on now and the hype that that uh, is building. Mitch Sherman is with us on Hale Varsity Radio. Mitch, obviously the scene at PBA was you know something unlike I'd ever seen before recruiting wise, and Nebraska still, as you said, going up against the Georgias, the USC's of the world. But how much of an advantage, if any, is that uncle connection with Dylan and his entire family? Because again, as you said earlier, no other school could do what Nebraska could do this weekend and. It's just only pushing the envelope further for Dylan to experience Lincoln unlike any other recruit. That's a huge advantage. Um, Nebraska would, I think I can safely say that Nebraska wouldn't be in the picture for Dylan Rayola if he didn't have the family connection. If Dominic Rayola had played at, at USC or, or anywhere, you know, let's say he played at Hawaii and stayed home, and that wasn't a, an option for Dylan at this point either. It was just schools. Um, and you know that, that didn't involve anything having to do with his family past. Nebraska isn't in this thing. You know, Nebraska's not a program right now with six consecutive losing seasons that's put itself in position to compete for the number one ranked player or the number one ranked quarterback in the country. And and you know Matt Rule and his staff can recruit their butts off, and they're going to get some four star players, and they're going to be in contention for some for some great talent. Uh, without having connections like that. But the door opened for Dylan Rayola because of his dad's past and his uncle's present, uh, undoubtedly. 
and it's up to these coaches now. They got a second chance because the the, the staff a year ago at Nebraska didn't capitalize on that on that advantage, and now Nebraska has a second chance with Matt Rule to do this right. And you know, it looks three months into Rule's time in Lincoln like they they are doing everything right to put themselves in position to to get his commitment. Mitch Sherman's with us here at Hale Varsity Radio. And, Mitch, I said whenever Donovan Riola was brought on by Matt Rule, or I guess retained by Matt Rule, that it didn't have anything to do with Dylan Riola. This is about the coaching acumen. And now with a couple months of hindsight, seeing what that recruitment has looked like, do you believe that, that the Dylan Riola factor played into Matt Rule's decision, I guess Satterfield's decision as well, to keep Donovan Riola around? Well, I think they would have looked at Donovan differently and, and, and seen him through a different – lens if he was he had no relation to the number one quarterback in the country that said i do i I do not believe that that was the reason he was retained i I think the nebraska coaches starting with satterfield and then up the ladder to rule felt a connection to donovan rayola felt there was an opportunity for him to be the right coach for the nebraska offensive lineman you you don't make that kind of a sacrifice and, and or or um, you know, you, you don't make a decision like that based on the possibility that you're going to be able to sign one player. Um, look, if he's if he and, and if he was not the guy, if he was not the right fit for Nebraska as an offensive line coach, you're opening yourselves up to all kinds of problems because you if you keep him for the wrong reasons and then it doesn't go right with the offensive line, even if you do get Dylan Riola, um, you know. The, there's, there's all kinds of uncomfortable situations ahead. Nebraska doesn't want to be in a position where it has to make a change with its offensive line coach because it hired him for the wrong reasons one or two years into the career of this young quarterback. So, no, I, I, I think they, they, they legitimately, um, and for all of the right reasons, wanted to keep Donovan Riola in charge of this Nebraska offensive line, that they felt a connection there, that they saw uh, – his upside and and benefits in the way that he has been taught to teach offensive line and and in, in a way that he can he can uh, mesh with Matt Rule's coaching staff. But all that said, um, you know, much much like the family connection opened a door for Dylan to be involved with Nebraska, I think the Riola name opened a door for Donovan to be con- to be given consideration to to, to stay with this program. Couple more minutes. Mitch Sherman is with us uh, from the Athletic at Mitch Sherman. We're down here at Rosie's, 10th and P, ahead of Nebraska, Michigan State. Mitch, uh, when it comes to uh, Casey Thompson, what's your uh, gut tell you on expectations for him this spring? Is he going to be ahead of schedule to do more than just do mental reps? What are you hearing, or are you hearing anything? I mean, uh, as we turn towards fall here, uh, well, about 20 days away, or spring, excuse me, <laughs> spring 20 days away. Not quite fall yet. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, think, I think he's, uh, you know, I think we'll see him throw a football. Um, I, I think we'll see him do some light work uh, maybe in the second half of the spring, but I don't think they're going to push it. You know, I don't think they're going to make this a, a, an all-out competition between Thompson and, and Jeff Sims. That can wait. You're not going to benefit necessarily from seeing those guys go head-to-head for a short period of time when, when, when Casey is not 100%. So, you know, even if he feels good enough to do some of the drills that, that Sims is able to do, I, I don't think Nebraska is going to uh, 
to push the envelope. The last thing that you want to do is 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 run him out there when when he's as old as he is and experienced as he is, and you know that he's going to catch on in a short period of time when he finally is 100. percent The last thing you want to do is bring him back early and risk and risk additional injury. That's just the the the, um, the risk is it far outweighs the reward in that situation. So um, I. You know, I do get the, the, the sense that, that Casey's coming along well, but I don't think we'll see a lot of him this spring other than, as you mentioned, mental reps and, and being around the team. Mitch, 90 seconds. This run Nebraska's been on. Does it end against Sparty tonight for basketball? I'm going to say no, um, and that's part of the reason I'm getting in my car and, and driving down to uh, from Gretna to, to Lincoln here in about an hour to come watch this thing. I, I think you know they're on they're on a special run and and playing at home with the advantage that they've got um, and being hyped up to see Tom Izzo and Michigan State on that other sideline and close this thing out in a, in a storybook kind of way. You know I think that's going to be a pretty big advantage for Nebraska tonight. This isn't an overwhelming kind of Michigan State team, but you know still plenty good enough to to beat anybody in the Big Ten and certainly Nebraska on on any night, but. You know, I think the storybook run continues, and then we'll see where it goes from here as they venture away from home. Mitch has been the most confident among any of I, us about the basketball. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Mitch says, I love it. Mitch, uh, good stuff as always with The Athletic. Thanks for your insight, and hope the, uh, the double talk got better in your year. Thanks for persevering, bud. <laughs> yeah, no, no problems after the beginning. Hey, you asked for a prediction, so I gave you one. We'll see if, we'll see if it's accurate. Mitch, take care, bud. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, guys. There he is. Uh, Mitch Sherman with The Athletic at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. The pride of Fairbury is about to choke slam Connor. That might be illegal. Uh, <laughs> Bill Dolman shortly on Hale Varsity. Heard at Sports Radio every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio.